get ready to learn business strategies and insights from America's top entrepreneurs, creators, and thought leaders here at the Success, Motivation, and Inspiration Podcast. You are listening to M. Curtis McCoy, best-selling author, CEO of Best Cellular, and your host for Success, Motivation, and Inspiration. I'm honored to be sharing a conversation with Mads Singers today. He runs a management academy and he coaches business owners so they can focus on running and growing their businesses rather than working in them. Running a successful business requires a good understanding of people and personalities, getting the right people on board, and an ability to delegate to grow your staff effectively. Mads helps business owners to focus on their strengths and delegate their weaknesses to grow their business. Welcome, Mads. Thank you very much. Great to be here, Curtis. Awesome. Let me ask you the first question here. What is your personal definition of success? So I'd say my personal definition of success have actually changed over the years. I'm very, um, I I used to look at the world in in a very different way. And today I kind of like to look at it like we are ants to the world. So the way human beings view ants as being these small, annoying things that doesn't matter. I'm kind of looking at human beings being that to the world, right? Um, I'm doing that, and I, I feel that means our, our purpose of being here is, is, I guess, so-so. But I think from a mentality perspective, that really helps me put things into a, a, a framework that I can work with well. So for me, definitely happiness is the key of success. I've always had the rule pretty much since I was a kid that uh, if I ever wake up happy, uh, wake up unhappy three days in a row, I will change whatever it is I'm doing that makes me unhappy. If I'm with the wrong partner, I'll change it. If I'm in the wrong job, I'll change it. Whatever it is that takes, right? Um, and I think that I've always kept me sort of very sharp on making sure that the environment I'm in and so on um, is is one where I'm happy. And that's uh, definitely been a, a, a big thing for me. I think as a human being, finding something, finding a purpose is also something that's really key to feeling successful and, and feeling confident as an individual and for me again like doing things um, personally like helping people grow and develop etc is, is something that makes me feel good and f- makes me feel purposeful and I think generally that's really my definition of success uh, I am unlike most business people I'm absolutely not competitive in any way shape or form so really? that's uh, yeah so yeah okay well, that's a uh... I really like the advice of if you're not happy three days in a row, find find what that reason is and, and change it. That's a that's great I, advice. I mean, I, I fundamentally believe happiness is a choice, right? I, I think like the, what what I always the way I look at it is anything you can find someone being unhappy for, you can find someone else being unhappy for that uh, being happy for that exact thing. So that tells me that a lot of this is about perspective and, and how we look at the world and how we look at our situation, etc. And I think with that in mind, you can probably choose to be happy in pretty much any situation. But obviously, you want to create an environment where, where, where you feel good. And I think that's key. That's awesome. I, I've gone through some, uh, some things myself, you know, brain cancer and diabetes and, and different issues with uh, I just spent quite a while in a wheelchair, um, you know, not able to walk and stuff. And, uh, there's a huge, huge thing of when you decide to be happy, you, you can be happy and 
and you can have a great life. And if you decide it's not good enough, you're you're never going to feel happy about it. So I, actually, I love that advice. I, I had a friend who, who actually ended up in a wheelchair after a car accident, and and he was the same thing. He was like, I've never been as happy for life as after it happened. And I think like when when big things like that happen, you start looking at life differently. You start understanding that you know this thing is not forever. Um, exactly. I, I think that's something that makes you appreciate things more because I think like particularly kids nowadays is very very overprotected. Uh, at least many places in the world, and I think it kind of like this this idea of life is is a very limited thing, kind of yeah it kind of disappears a little bit or people forget about it right and I think a lot of happiness is understanding that uh, I mean even the fact we're here like the fact that you and me is sitting here uh, two humans alive talking today is somewhat a miracle right and I think if if people learn to show that appreciation like I, I think. They, they will look at life very differently. That's awesome. Let me ask you another question here. Um, can you share some steps you take daily to improve? Yeah. So I, I believe generally in, in small things makes a big difference. So for me, it's generally about habits. So probably about 10, 15 years ago, I started on, more than 15 years ago now, I started on, on personal development. And I literally started reading a book a week. And I haven't really kept that up the last couple of years, but that was sort of one of the first habits that really, really helped me grow as an individual and, and really made a huge difference in, in pretty much any area of my life, right? And um, I've since added a lot of habits to that. So, um, for example, in terms of waking up early, in terms of eating healthy, uh, things like that, where like I'm, I'm consistently looking at like, I don't want to be a freak, as in, I don't want to be like, oh, I only eat that one thing, or like, you know, I, I don't want to be like that, but but I think you can do things in a in a sensible way in a lot of cases, right? Like, I'm sure I'm not the healthiest man alive in any stretch of imagination, but at the same time, I think there's a lot of small steps you can do, and that's what I always work on, right? Like, in my whether it's businesses or clients, whatever, I'm always seeing what's the small steps that needs to change, but the thing is, if they're changed every day, it ends up accumulating and, and being a big difference, right? So that's, that's basically how I look at it, and in terms of specific habits that I've recently uh, really started loving, um, I have a cool watch here um, called a Pavlok and it's basically like a it's a habit watch and you can basically set it to do a bunch of things so for example when you wake up in the morning most people use an alarm but for your brain that's at least for me that's a very abrupt way to wake up so now with that watch as an example it basically uh, it starts vibration now if I don't wake from vibration it actually gives me a little sup and it's it's a very different way of waking up that's not as like the world is screaming at me kind of thing. And I've found that really beneficial. And uh, the, the, the clock and, and, and the app itself is actually really good at helping establish habits in general, which uh, I find super helpful. Okay, that's, that's pretty neat. So you're, you're saying being electrocuted awake is not as, not as jarring as hearing the alarm clock? Uh, no, <laughs> actually it's not. Um, now, I, I am a very light sleeper, so I, I would say 98% of the time I wake up just from the vibration. Okay. But again, like vibration is significantly better than a screaming sound in my ear. Yeah. 
Uh, and my wife likes me a lot for that because that means I don't wake her up every morning. So that's, that's awesome. Up there, but. That's awesome. I hadn't heard of that watch before, but that's I'll have to check them out. It's a, a guy called Manis Seti uh, who have developed it. So P-A-V-L-O-K, I think. Um, and they're actually, yeah, they're, they're, they're very keen on building habits and so on. So, yeah. That's awesome. I'll check them out. Um, what's your advice for somebody that's making an important decision? Honestly, again, I think people are very good at overthinking things. Uh, people are very good at looking back. And my rule of thumb generally is that looking back and regretting decisions and things you've done doesn't help you. Now, it can be okay looking back to sort of say, hey, did I do the right thing? How can I learn from this in the future? But I think particularly around decision-making, you, you need to, like decisions have all, all sorts of levels of impact, right? You have a decision like, what do I eat today? And what am I going to wear? And you have decisions that are like, what am I going to do with my life, right? So they obviously vary in impact. But um, like the important decision, particularly, um, again, for me, like I, I used to take hundreds of years making decisions. And, and for a long time, I, I was so slow that it life ran away, right? Um, so I, I've really learned to step up the game in terms of decision making and uh, just make decisions faster. I think for me personally, it had a lot to do with confidence. But I think also the, the fact that you're not constantly, when you've made a decision, like you have to buy into it 100%. Like forget about the other options and just say, okay, I chose this course, that's what I'm doing, right? So many people fail at choosing that one course because they keep looking at, well, yeah. what's this one, what was this one, should I change, should I, have I done the right thing? And like a, a great, a great example is uh, education for kids. Like when kids start in education, so many people like halfway through, they change to something else. And reality is none of us knows what the hell life is about until we get into it, right? Uh, yeah, some people probably choose a crappy education and some people probably choose good ones. But like get it done, get it over with and start living life. And you, you'll probably figure out none of them was what you're meant to do. But uh, but uh, yeah, that's how I look at decisions, right? And, and really for me, like it... it as, as number one, if you're making important decisions, don't make them in a haste, a.k.a. always sleep on it. So our brain have a f phenomenal ability to, to, to help us clarify what's the right thing if it's something that have just come up. But for most bigger decisions, it's something that we mold over over a period of time. And uh, when that's the case, again, when you make a decision, buy into it 100% and stick with it. I love that advice. Thanks, Meds. Can you tell me about a specific moment that set you on the path to where you are now? Yeah, um, I, I probably have a few, but I think the, the the most important, like when I was a kid, I grew up and I was uh, I was from a fairly small town, and I wanted to be like the IT guy. So I had kind of imagined my future being me in a small company with twenty people, and I'll run around and you know every time the mouse isn't working, I'll fix it, and you know every time they don't know how to do something, I'll help them, and that that was kind of like my IT childhood dream, right? Um, I eventually, when I turned 18, I got a job at Xerox, and within the first couple of months, I got a new boss who was absolutely amazing. Like she, 
I'd always been told as a kid when you when you finish school, like school's easy, school's fun, but when you go work, you will hate life, right? Like that's what everyone says mm-hmm. to kids. So there, you always come with the exception, like, oh, I have to hate this thing. So uh, when I got this new boss, she was absolutely amazing. She made everyone love their work. She she was such a positive influence on on the whole team, and that was. It, it, it was definitely an awakening for me and I literally in the course of probably a month and a half I literally changed my whole life vision instead of being like oh I want to be this nerdy guy that helps everyone their computer to be like I want to be like her like I want to I want to help people have a better life I want to help people be better people and 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 that's pretty much pretty much since the day or not the day but since I kind of made that decision like that's pretty much the path my my life I've taken since then. So that was a, definitely a, a a specific a special moment for me. That's awesome. It's neat that you've taken that that influence, that positive thing that happened to you, and turned that into a something where you're doing the podcast and the 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 business where you're you're able to create that type of an example voluntarily do that for other people. So I, I like that you did that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll I'll say honestly, like. Like, like right now, I primarily work with entrepreneurs, right? And I can tell you, corporate companies have a lot more money to do with. But, uh, but, but the, the joy and the, like working with entrepreneurs, seeing their businesses grow and feeling you really make a difference, right? Like if you work with some managers in Coca-Cola, it's not like the stock price is going to double the next day, right? Whereas when you actually work with small business owners, like you, you see the difference you make, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, I've seen so many of the clients I work with like grow significantly and really change their lives and change the life of their employees, right? And and that's super satisfactory. Uh, at, at the same time, like at the moment, I spend a lot of time in the Philippines where I run a big outsourcing company and uh, the focus of that, I mean, honestly, we don't make a lot of money, but it's much more to actually grow a team that, that learns. And uh, like the Philippines is, is is very backwards when it comes to a lot of sort of compared to Western thinking, right? And and actually building a team of people who are learning sort of more Western mindset or learning sort of skills that even when they finish working with us will be valuable to the Filipino society is is also something that makes a, a huge difference for me. That's awesome. I was listening to, uh, I'm actually subscribed on your, on the Mad Singers uh, Management podcast. I was listening to a couple of those last night and this morning. Sure. It's always very exciting to be, talking to you in person rather than just rather than just listening to uh, the interviews you've done with other folks. So okay. I appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, what character traits do you value the most? So I'm, I'm somewhat afraid to say this. I don't know why, but uh, my logical sense of human being. Um, it's probably both my strength and my downfall. So uh, if you ask my wife, sure, she, will, uh, she would wish I was more uh, emotional sometimes. But... Um, I would say the fact that I'm able to look at life in a very, very logical, non-emotional way, I really like about myself. Uh, and that's obviously because I like that because that's who I am. But uh, it's probably one of the things I really appreciate the most because it really allows me, one, to stay happy because I can, you know, I don't I don't have like crazy emotional response, responses to small things that happen uh, that most people have uh, and at the same time I, I feel I can make really good decisions because I can I'm, I'm very good even if it's myself even if I have to do drastical things in my own life 
I'm very good at taking decisions without putting emotion into it. Okay. And that's, uh, yeah, I, I feel that's, that's nice attribute. That's awesome. Connect with other dreamers and achievers by joining our success, motivation, and inspiration group on Facebook. Um, I skipped one of the questions I had for you here, but uh, if you could recommend one book for our audience, what would that be? So it obviously depends exactly who the audience is. So I'll, I'll give you a few if that's okay. So if, if they're in any way, shape, or form into management, my, my absolute favorite book is called First Break All the Rules, uh, What the World's Best Managers Does Differently. And the reason why I love that book uh, for people in management and in business is because most managers, they look at like Bill Gates or you know Steve Jobs and they're like, oh yeah, that's what a good manager is. But really what, what this book does is it totally debunks that myth and it basically says anyone can learn to manage really well. The key fundamental is learning what are you really good at and how can you use that really well. Some people are amazing working with other human beings. They're amazing at people as a people person. Some people are amazing with numbers and can make good decisions from them. Some people are great at pushing each other. Uh, so people all have these different strengths and weaknesses, right? And, and if you want to be a manager, if you want to be a business owner, if you want to manage your own life, Really, the, the, the foundation is figuring out what are you really good at and what's your core strength and then doing a lot more of that. Most people, and, and based on society today, most people are always so focused on trying to fix their weakness. There's something they're told, oh, you're not good at math. Well, then they spend their whole life trying to get good at math. But the thing is, if you're not naturally good at math, there's other things that you can absolutely excel in instead of trying to go from to mediocre in math. If you can actually excel in something, you're much more likely to be successful, to be happy, because it's the things that you do really well that sets you apart. Like in a job, no one have ever been hired because they're not bad. They're always hired because they're good at something, yeah. right? And in life, like your friends, everyone appreciates you generally because there's something you're, there's certain things that you're really good at. There's certain things that you bring to the table that no one else does. And then uh, a book I wish I I think everyone should read when they're 15 to 18. Uh, it's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So again, book. most people know that book, but I think one of the most scary things is that people can study for 10, 15, 20 years sometimes and still not understand how a mortgage works and how a credit card works and how simple things in life work. And uh, I'm, I'm very uneducated, but, uh, but uh, it's sometimes scary to see, like, we spend this much time learning all these things that are, in most cases, pretty useless. And the things that people need to know, the, the things that will make a difference in the world if people understood, uh, we spend no time on. And I, I think Rich Dad put that does a, a good way with storytelling of actually teaching people a little bit about finance. Um, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I, I think, uh, I mean, it actually goes back to some of the first questions, right, in terms of happiness. Like, I think a lot of people nowadays think they can, they're, they're looking for something and they can't find it. And they think it's in buying the latest gadgets or buying the latest car. And, and they don't really realize it doesn't help them. Like, it might give them satisfaction for a few seconds or a few minutes. But but it's not, like, it's not what people are lacking to, to be happy. Yeah. Um how do you push through tough times? 
That's a good question. I, I think uh, for, for me, again, habits are key. I mean, my, my father actually passed away here in, in the middle of May. And uh, I, I think a, a lot of the, the essence of who I feel I am is it's a lot about having really good habits, right? Because if you're used to doing things, if you're used to getting up in the morning, if you're used to getting things done, like habits are harder to kill than, than the spirit, right? And the thing is, if you haven't got harder, uh, have good habits, it's much, much easier to just sort of fall down and sit in the couch and feel sorry for yourself. Whereas when you get going, I mean, similar, if I have a cold, right? Like you can take, you can choose to stay in bed. And my experience is it feels better, but the cold probably lasts longer. Whereas if you actually get up, if you do things, you're probably not doing them 100%, but even if you do them 50%, if you get moving, you the cold is probably not going to last as long and you're probably going to feel better at the end of the day, right? So that's, I mean, for me, it's about habits and sort of powering through things and uh at the same time, like you, you need to understand when you need to take a break. But, but I think a lot of the time, it's, it's not the easy choices that makes us stand out. It's the difficult ones, right? And for me, like if you're waking up in the morning feeling like you have a cold or something, getting out of bed is harder than not getting out of bed, right? And it's the people who can continuously push themselves to make the right choices a lot of the time that. In my experience, will will end up being happier, which is yeah, which is key for myself at least. And that's uh, there's a good saying about saying we choose where we end up in life. We're not able to not able to choose where we where we start, but we choose the direction we go. So yeah. I, I like that. Um, this is one of my favorite questions asked extremely successful people like yourself. Um, what inspires you? The ants. <laughs> and and when I say that, what I mean is the fact that. You, you know, to us human beings, they're pointless, but they still keep going every single day if you don't step on them or wash them away or whatever, right? Um, I think as, as as a race, like, actually, like, the, there's people that inspire me as, as individuals. And I, I think from a from personal perspective, I, I really look at inspiration as in why we do what we do. And, and as I said, like, for me, it's very much about habits, but I think some of the outside inspiration I can get like when you when you see people like Elon Musk for example who's who's um, by all accounts trying to do good things for humanity I feel that's very inspiring but but honestly the the key thing for me personally is it's more seeing it sounds horrible but the little people um, seeing people who aren't supposed to make it make it like it, it's like I'd much rather see someone go from not being able to afford to have a place to live and getting a place to live than someone going from having 1 billion to having 100 billion. Like that, that, that's, I mean, that's what it is, right? So I, I think for me personally, actually seeing inspiration, seeing people who, who make those choices, who make the choice to step up, right? Because one of the things, I mean, I've traveled all over the world, I've lived in many places, and one of the key things that I see is it's choice, right? That, exactly. Like you can be born in the most horrible circumstances. You can be born in the worst places in the world. And the problem is the fact that you're constantly told you're born in the worst place in the world makes you think that you have no chance. Whereas if people have told you, wow, this is the greatest country in the world, you would be in a totally different situation, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of it is a lot of it is mindset. 
and and people are like, oh, it's so easy to grow up in the U.S. and in, in Europe, and and again, being a privileged white kid, it's easy for me to say, but 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 really, I I see it, I see it every day. I see like particularly in the Philippines and, and Vietnam and Thailand, like I see these young people who, or not just young people, but I see people making the choice to step up and make a difference and. And honestly, the, the challenge is, it's actually, I think in many ways, it's harder to stand up and make a difference in the Western world. Like, if you want to move from lower class to upper class in the Western world, that's probably much harder than it is to do the same in a, in a poor country, right? Because the difference between poor and, and, and not so poor in a, in a, in a smaller Small. country and a poor country is significantly smaller. Um, and, and it is really... Like it is really about that willpower. It's really about making those choices. And and again, the I mean, the, what makes me the saddest in the world is that people don't learn to learn in school, right? Um, one of the key things, like with my management academy, is I, I I emphasize again and again that when you have people working for you, you want to teach them how to learn because schools don't teach it. And and the thing is, the second people learn how they can learn. The, the second people realize they can go and learn skills by themselves without having to go into some kind of institution to do it. Like that's, for, for me, that's what's going to revolutionize the world, right? Uh, when when the school system someday isn't there anymore or when it significantly changes, like that's what's going to change the world because, again, it's about the belief. If, if you believe you can do nothing without some piece of paper, like you will do nothing, Right. If you can believe you can do everything without a piece of paper, you can do everything. And uh, again, it sounds stupid coming from a privileged white guy, but uh, I, I really firmly believe it. That's awesome. I actually started the Success Motivation Inspiration group on Facebook. We've got some different social media um, groups there. You may be a member of that, I think, but we've got about 27,000 members currently, gaining 250 or 300 members a day. But I started that just as a as a hobby on the side while running my cell phone businesses and and uh now we've got it's amazing hundreds of people a month that i hear from that are like you said in in lower class very low low income countries and and uh people you wouldn't expect you wouldn't expect them to go anywhere because they've got no opportunities but I, i'm loving hearing these guys creating their own opportunities the, one of the kids i'm talking to right now is is starting a turkey farm um it, in the middle of nowhere, you know, another country with no resources, and uh, he's he's saved up and saved up, and he's bought his first couple of turkeys and and uh, expanding. He's planning to feed, you know, multiple communities with with the food. And so it's a pretty amazing thing to, uh, like I said, I'm a lot more excited about that than hearing some guy that started with a million dollars and has ten million now. Well, that's that's pretty awesome. There's, I know you, you focus a lot on, say not outsourcing, but delegating your work when yeah. you replicate your own work. And um, how do you manage and prioritize opportunities? It's very simple. You don't take them. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> I'll say as an entrepreneur, you, one of the challenges is when you want to start a business, you can never get the right idea. And the second you're an entrepreneur and have a business, you get, I don't know, 20 ideas a day. So yeah. the goal, if you want to be successful, is learn to do nothing about it. Um, because lack of focus is the number one killer of all businesses. Like, as I always tell people, 
like people always come to me and they're like, what's the right business to start? What's the best business to start? I'm like, it doesn't matter, right? Like, honestly, it doesn't matter that much. Like, okay, that's probably some really bad businesses to start, but in general, it doesn't matter, right? What matters is you pick something, you give it everything, and you stick with it, right? You can start a company selling plastic spoons or kitchen tables or like it doesn't really matter what you sell right you could sell whatever service whatever like what you sell doesn't matter what matters is that you care about it and you're passionate about it uh, not, not necessarily the product but you're, you're passionate about making it work and you put the effort into it right it generally takes a thousand days or about three years to to make it successful and most people die about two-thirds into it right um if, if I mean, the, the amount of businesses who are sort of two years old and lying in a graveyard somewhere, um, it's amazing and uh, in a bad way, unfortunately. But the thing is, like, again, it's just like they're, they're so close to success, uh, many of them, uh, obviously, and it's it's easy to give up, right? So I would say that the number one thing which, from, a, from a business starting perspective is really this ability to just pick one thing and stick with it because so many people in the beginning they keep jumping from idea to idea and uh, idea of the week idea of the month whatever uh, but but fundamentally just pick one and stick with it that's something too as you as you get more successful you start making some money you start having more influence on the people around you it seems like every successful entrepreneur i know ends up flooded inundated with ideas from everything from the multi-level marketing stuff to the i mean hundreds of opportunities a year come to them that that would be a good opportunity for someone, but are not a good opportunity for, for that person because they've already got what they've committed to. So, yeah. And I, I mean, personally, the way I, I, I have run a few businesses, right. And, and my commitment to myself generally is never start a new business until the existing one is running with a team by itself. So when my existing business is run by a team by itself, I can start considering new ideas. Right. But until that point, I don't. And, and that's basically how I do business because I've seen it happen so many times with so many people. And I mean, yeah, if you have resources like Musk and if you have resources like Richard Branson, yeah, you can probably hire a ton of people and do multiple ideas at a time. But if, if you're making less than a hundred grand a month or something, that's probably not going to be you. Right. Well, and even those, you see companies like Google that have had hundreds of, of failed ideas where they've, They've got to start up and, and didn't devote enough time and energy or have the right people on it. And and that, that section of the business fails. So. And it's interesting because most people are like, oh, Google is successful at anything. But if you actually look at the graveyard of ideas, you'll see they have failed at significantly more things than they have succeeded. Right. But obviously, the ones you see are the ones that succeed. Just, just like with most entrepreneurs, like people, people think being an entrepreneur is very easy because they see people. They don't see them the first couple of years because no one okay. sees them. But after that, they're suddenly like, oh, now they're making a lot of money. Things are going well. And then people see them and they're like, whoa, they came out of nothing. Wow, I want to do that too, right? Yeah. I, I want to go from nothing to everything in two and a half days, right? Uh, and <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. There, there, there's more and more opportunities where it can happen on a lesser time frame. Uh, like I've seen SaaS businesses, for example, being shut up and, and making a lot of money uh, even within a year so I'm, I'm not saying it's not possible but it's not likely to happen with someone who had never been in business right yeah so okay um what what advice would you give to your 18 year old self 
So one of the things that have made the biggest difference to me is learning a framework called DISC. Uh, it's, it's a personality framework that can uh, help teach you sort of about different personalities, both about yourself but other people as well. Yeah, Dr. Uh, Robert Rowe. Yeah, and and I I would say DISC is probably the number one game changer for me um, in terms of success in my management career as an entrepreneur. Um, because uh, again, I am I'm probably an outlier somehow in in terms of people. I'm. I'm Unfortunately, not very normal, but the ability to understand other people, how they think, how they act, how they, why they do what they do. Um, as I always say to people, like so often you would look at someone, and you're like, why would anyone do that? Right? Like we've all been there. Like everyone has been in that situation. And and the thing is, the better you know and understand other human beings, the better you can understand where they're coming from, and the less likely you are to create unnecessary conflict. You're less likely, to, uh, more likely to create much better relationships in general. And um, like honestly, relationships is what the world is about. So whatever your business, your private life, or whatever, like the world is about relationships. That's great. Um, now people can find you on MadSingers.com, and you yep. have other other places to connect. Or do you have a? Yeah, I'm, I'm all over. I'm I'm all over the world. So. Uh, <laughs> Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Uh, I have my, our outsourcing business as well, aristosourcing.com. But uh, messingers.com is a great place to find me. And uh, yeah, if you're interested in the business and management and stuff, just as yourself, uh, listening to my podcast is also a, a great source of lots of free information. Sounds great. Well, I sure appreciate your time, and I'm sure our listeners are going to love this podcast. Excellent. It was an absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you very much. Thanks, Ken Eds. That's it for this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the Success, Motivation, and Inspiration podcast. And head over to successmotivationinspiration.com for show notes and more tools to fuel your passion.